pivot from where we've been in the last few weeks to what we're doing today. So I think uh, two weeks ago, Caleb talked about um, Peter meeting Jesus on the, 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 the lake shore and the miracle of the, the, the catch of fish. Um, I don't know if you've watched The Chosen, but I think it's episode four. It's quite interesting. It's good, worth re-watching re as an interpretation of that text. Um, and it's about Peter encountering the king in an undeniable way. And his response to, to that is just to follow. Um, and then I think, Tim, you spoke yesterday again about Jesus calling the first disciples Matthew 4. So we're going to follow that thread of how do we respond to meeting Jesus? How do we respond to meeting the king? Um, and how, what do we do with our lives as a result? But before we look, get some guys up, I just wanted to... The thing that struck me was about us meeting. Um, we are clearly not a perfect uh, kind of production in any way. Um, but I think that's appropriate. And I think it's really healthy to recognise that the people sitting next to you are not perfect. They're as imperfect as you are. It's okay to come here today. It's okay, Ian. She's not perfect. <laughs> She may make you feel intimidated. <laughs> Vice versa, Claire. For sure. Um, so yeah, we are not a bunch of Pharisees who meet here because we've got it sorted. We come here together because we need help. Quite frankly, we need help. We need inspiration. We need, we need Jesus' presence in our lives. Um, so I just wanted to, 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 to remind you of that, and I, the, in, in worship, Jesus was reminding me of the story of the, the boy with five loaves and two fish. That's all, that's all he had. But in his hands, in Jesus' hands, that contribution was enough to be part of a story that's changed history. And he was willing to give up his packed lunch that day. And 2,000 years later, we're telling a story about that. So whatever you have in your life, five loaves, two fish, so be it. But let's think this morning about how we can do something with them in his hands. So, but, uh, so, so let's bring up the panel. So today we're going to have a little chat with a couple of people like you, ordinary folk, ordinary people. They're not special. Kate's not actually not special. So could you guys come up? I think we've got Mark... On, your, on the back there. Helen, please, would you come up? Kate, would you come up? Um, and we're just going to ask a few questions of them. How they are arranging their lives to respond to Jesus' call on them. Okay? They're lovely people, but they're just like you and me. You are. Um, <laughs> Only special you Could we just have a few words, just so, in case people don't know who you are, could you just say who you are? And what life stage? I'm going to get away the camera. Now. What um, what's life stage you're at? What how do you spend? You know, uh, do you have independence? Are you working? Just so people can get a sense of you. I'm Helen. I'm married to Harry. Um, we have two children who are grown up already and have their own families. I work um, for a care home with people with learning difficulties and I'm at shift work, so sometimes I'm at work at 7 o'clock. So I don't have time every morning because I don't wake up bright and cheery straight away. I need a bit of time to wake up when I do open my eyes to have a quiet time with the Lord. 
So it works for me to have a quiet time when I come home from work, I make a cup of tea, sit down, and I have a daily reading that my good husband has passed on to me, which helps me awful lot. Um, it's Dallas, Dallas, Dallas Willard, and it's a daily reading that I can do every day and take out the Bible and sit for half an hour with a cup of tea and spend time with God. And it's quality time, and it's usually just about half an hour.
Mark, same question to you. So how do you how are you choosing at the moment? And it could be something in the past or something you're doing right now, but how are you choosing to spend Cape Talk out of time? Obviously we've got our energy, our, our resources as well. How are you choosing to follow Jesus right now? Um, yeah, it's quite a hard question to think about. And then I came across a thread that's been there since almost I was a child actually, um, which is um, working with young people and helping them to have fun. Um, so um, I saw a really good uh, advert on the side of a preschool the other day that says the, the work of childhood is play. And um, I think that's a really good uh, kind of antidote to um, the way that sometimes we are with kids, which is always that we treat them as adults in training. And I think the, um, the way that I've tried to look at working with young people is almost the opposite. Like, don't have an ulterior motive with anything you're doing with them in terms of always trying to teach them something. Just have fun for the sake of having fun. Almost to a level of like hedonism, you know. Uh, so that's, you know, if I don't have a message, don't all you don't always have to give them a message at the end. You know, just let them have fun and make sure they have fun and that's all they're doing. And, and how have you done that actually practically? Um, so I used to run the games uh, week here. At the moment I run a beaver group. Okay. You know, you know, beaver scouts, you know, you, you do badges and stuff, but it's very light on that. And uh, the main criteria for what a successful evening looks like is did they have fun? And did everybody get involved and providing it sort of ticks that box, yeah. then I'm happy. And I've looked back over my life and it's, yeah, it's been like that all the way through with helping young people just basically play games. And just so, so people, how long have you been doing that? Since I was probably 12. Okay. Yeah. Like run, helping to run youth groups and stuff. Yeah. Brilliant. Cool. Bam, thank you. Um, Helen? Another tip from Helen, because she's got loads. Um, Helen, something, can you tell us something that you're doing? Again, it could be in the past or something you're doing at the moment that you're, you're doing consciously to follow Jesus. Okay. Um, I have a, a heart called our neighbours, and we have a lady who lives across the road from us who had a knee operation and then she fell down the stairs and broke her hip, and then she fell over her dog and she broke her leg all in one year, and she's an older lady. So I go and visit her quite a lot, and um, we've had meals together. and. Just her and myself, she's on her own, and um, yeah, building a good friendship. That's amazing. And so, how, how did you make that friendship? What were the first things that you did? Well, we saw her struggling down the road, didn't we? And they were going to help her. And then I popped in to see how she was doing, and started from there. And do you, so personally, do you find that easy, just walking up to random people in Britain and saying, Go and say hello. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. Fantastic. Yes. Good stuff. Um, so, just conscious of time because I want us all to be thinking about two things this morning. Okay. Two things. What opportunities do we have this week? Let's keep it really simple. What opportunities do we have this week to make a change to follow Jesus? And the second question is, what help do we need, either from one another or from Jesus? So have a think about that. We're going to go back down the line with some more um, questions. Before, um, so you, you, you've, you've given an example of, of just being in your neighbourhood, and how have you seen, have you experienced Jesus differently because you've chosen that? Have you, yeah, have you experienced God in a different way because you've chosen to um, go and help this lady with that accent from dog? <laughs> Um, or it could be your, your quiet time example. Yes, 
um, I haven't yet got to the stage of sharing with this lady. We talk about church. She used to go to church, but um, isn't really committed in any way to God. Knows that God is there and that we can pray for her, but um, I, th I think it's, it's encouraged me to talk to God more about my neighbors and, and just to, to be more aware of their need for him as well. Okay. And, and what does he do? How does he respond? Uh, he sometimes just gives me the right words to say okay. when I ask. You know. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, same question to you, Mark. So in your history with me, it was quite a long um, track record there. How have you experienced God in that? How has your experience of him changed potentially? Um, I guess uh, what I'm trying to teach the beavers and also the kids I used to teach at school one's the university as well, it's, um, uh, it's, not all, it's not all about getting to the end, end destination, like enjoy life just for what it is in the moment, and um, I guess that's useful for me because that's something I don't do that well either, so what I'm trying to teach the kids to do is something that I, what we all struggle with, like to just enjoy the moment and not make it this whole, you know, run the race kind of thing like Paul was talking about. So. Um, in helping the kids uh, just have fun, and it helps me to back off a bit from being, I don't know, too action focused and have fun myself. Okay. And God's in that, you know. Yeah. Um, so I think where he meets me is just um, kind of in some of those players that are playing games or uh, other players of life um, that sometimes we might not think are particularly spiritual, but it's actually probably what heaven looks like is some of those weird good stuff in there. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Any questions to you? How have you experienced God uh, because of your choices? Um, I'm going to piggyback off some much wiser people in the room. So in our community group, we were talking about following Jesus as he was going to the Father. And a very wise woman talked about being in Jesus' slipstream. Um, and it's really stuck with me. And I feel as though as I make these choices, I'm choosing to remain within his slipstream. And that doesn't mean that all of a sudden, you know, there's words and there's pictures and people being healed. And it just means that I'm more in line and in tune with him. And I'm more aware that I'm doing it with him. And that I'm excited about where we're going. And there are moments of God's power breaking through. But actually, it's much more about being aligned and following behind and being in that slipstream. And I'm more aware of that difference within me. Um, as I try and follow behind him. Thank you, thank you. So remember those two questions for you. What are your opportunities this week? And what help do you need? We're gonna come back to the panel for one last thing. So your top tip that you wish someone had given you when you started your journey following Jesus. Your top tip, okay? Your, your, your best one this time, Helen. It's um, <laughs> amazing. You just want Helen to, to pray for me. That's what I get to go first now. So um, do you know what? Actually, I'm going to change it slightly. It's not my top tip because I don't really feel like I've got a top tip. I'm going to say what I need to keep telling myself because that's probably my top tip because that will help me to stay. Um, so, what I feel like I need to tell myself or I would have told my previous self is to be aware of the noise. And if that makes any sense, if I go back to my analogy of being in Jesus' slipstream, when you're in a slipstream behind something, all that air is going past on either side. And as you move out of that, the air will start to rush past and it's the noise. And you know you're moving out of the place you're meant to be in. 
but I'm aware in my life because I wasn't aware of the noise. I went even further and I went to the stillness and actually I wasn't aware I was meant to be at all. So I guess my piece of advice to me would be to constantly be aware of the noise when I start to move out of that place that God would have me be in. Because if I'm not aware, I go too far and I end up sitting in the stillness and that's not where I'm meant to be. I'm still working on it. You're still working on it. Top tip, what advice you wish you'd been given? Oh, go on then. This is really random. I don't know why. Yeah, uh, just thinking about characters in the Bible and, um, and uh, the books that were written and the letters that were written. And I was thinking about Paul and uh, randomly and just uh, maybe um, when, you, when you read bits of the Bible, the, the type of person that's writing there maybe influences their writing. Um, and maybe have that in mind when you're reading. I was just thinking about the character of Paul, he's kind of like, what's the word? I think the word choleric or there's like the description of his personality where he seems like the sort of person that is always running and trying to get somewhere and whacking himself with a stick or make, you know, making life hard for himself. And that comes through in those letters and sometimes you can take that on board too much. Um, but maybe that's just part of his personality. And other parts of the Bible, there's probably characters who are more in happy with just being or feeling emotions or enjoying life, you know, so there's a mix in that. Yeah, yeah. Right. And you said yourself you're action oriented, so you're kind of going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Let's go around on that one. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Helen. And I think for me, I think it's um, just to be who I am. I think God has worked in me and he changes, he's changed me if I look back over the years mm -hmm. of, of walking with him. Um, um, little bit by little bit. And I, I think that God made you and He's given you the gifting. So just be glad in who you are and do what you can. And um, I do think that's God will use you. Thank you. It took me a long time. I think we're all still learning. We are all still learning. Brilliant. Um, can we have a hand for our wonderful panel? They're amazing. Um, and to be fair, Helen didn't even know she was on the panel until this morning, so she's doubly amazing. Turning this one off. So, it's up to us now. Let's turn around to the broken people who are sitting next to us. <laughs> if you know them, you may, if you know them really well, you might want to find some other broken people. Um, but let's get into groups of four or five. Okay? So, off you go. Get into groups of four or five, and we're going to discuss those two questions. What opportunities do I have this week? And what help do I need to um, take that opportunity? Groups of four or five, so we all get a chance to chat. For about ten minutes. <laughs> Guys, I'm just going to draw to a close there. Um, so if you have prayed your best prayers, that's amazing. Say, you've got something to bring. If you, are, if you want further prayer, do come up or grab someone or stay in your groups and just carry on praying. Um, I think the obvious thing for opportunities, if someone, was, if someone didn't have any idea of an opportunity to serve Jesus later this week, I think Emily and Caleb have been quite intentional and laid out a bunch of sign-up boards at the back of the 